Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. I'm into making that noise now. Uh, uh, it's better uh, than yeah, P. Yeah, Hundy. Yeah, yeah. P. Hundy. No, Hundo P. Hundo what do you know? P. Hundy. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm trying to not let it infiltrate my mind. Hundo P. <laughs> I'm going to get it tattooed. I'm telling you. I'm going to make it happen. No. I want, no, I want to do one Hundy. One Hundy? I like one Hundy. It's a tattoo you're going to regret. I think Hundo P. I will. <laughs> you're going to regret any tattoo at this point. What am I saying? It's true. Hundo P. Hundo P. You know what it is Hundo P? What? This late grade sativa. Yo, that is the truth, truth. <laughs> it's fucking great for spring cleaning. I cleaned out my Tupperware drawer, which was a true nightmare. Like I pulled everything out. I got rid of everything that didn't have, a, you know, like wasn't matched. I matched everything up and then I reorganized it so I could easily grab a bottom and a lid. It's all by size. Everything's clean. It's wiped free of grease. Now it's actually a drawer. It's a drawer. Our drawer was being kind yeah. about what that chaos was. It looked like the mind of a madman in there. Yeah. It was real. some fucking beautiful mind shit. It was crazy. Yeah. A Tupperware drawer, because you always see it in infomercials. Mm-hmm. Where well, they open the case, and it all falls right? out and on them. Falls out. Oh no, my Tupperware collection. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good late grade commercial, like oh, an what? infomercial. Oh yeah, for spring cleaning, uh-huh. and you open it up, and all your Tupperware falls on you, uh-huh. and then they go to the drawer below, and it's like do 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 do, or reorganizing your stash box, maybe. Like I have so many great samples and stuff, and I want to like always display them all, but I feel like it just ends up like a, a kind of a weird jumble on my coffee table. Maybe I'm gonna. After this, I'm going to organize my stash. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Sativa's the jam for jamming on stuff like that. Fucking organizing or cleaning in general. Just getting shit nice. Spring cleaning. Yeah, spring cleaning. Like we were talking about last week with Alu. I, uh, <laughs> okay, and you already know this and that's why you're laughing. <laughs> fuck you. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Super that's fuck so Because I, um, when Lake Ray was like, yo, uh, check out the Sativa and I hit it and then I cleaned my whole place. Mm-hmm. I moved a bunch of stuff that I'm going to donate into my car, got into my car turned it on car won't start i just moved my stuff to my car and i was just sitting in the driveway (laughs) it's just like my car is filled with my spring clean not doing anything but sitting there it's an absolute nightmare i felt like i just moved something from the right to the left you just made your car into a dumpster yeah (laughs) you just like took all of those because i saw those it's no fucking i mean i haven't looked in your car but i imagine it's to the raptors my trunk side yeah yeah it It, goes uh, that's what broke it that's why it won't start because you (laughs) spring cleaned everything into it and then your car was like fuck you man fucking too many bumps in the trunk yeah yeah. <laughs> well, I fucking love the sativa. The lemon sour diesel. It's a sativa dominant hybrid. It's got awesome limonene, so it's got like that nice lemony. Oh, note lemon that's... like a like pledge, like something that you actually oh, sure. clean your house with because it smells nice. Yeah, except this oh. is you know delicious to also ingest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like smoking pledge. You don't think that's a good gift box? No, I think it's great. What pledge? Yeah, like a thing of pledge, a lemon lime Gatorade, and some um, Lake Ray lemon. That's a great care package, a little bundle to send to someone to like get your life right. Yeah, you clean your house, clean your house out, <laughs> clean clean your house out. <laughs> anyway, if you live in California, check out Lake Grade. You can order it at the link in our bio on Instagram, and they are at delivered with ease, and they're just the fucking greatest. It's like outdoor craft cannabis sun grown with love in lake county california smoke lake grade because it'll help you organize your stash bosh organize your tupperware drawer or Uh guarantee your car won't start right yeah you know what else it did it like spirited us around uh catalina island yeah you gotta disappear for three days turn the phone off and get high on a golf cart riding around an island if possible that's the lifestyle that's the one i want jesus christ we cleaned out our body temples we, I mean, listen, I didn't even know, I don't even want to talk about it because it was so, such a magical place that, ex, you know, exists like so perfectly in my brain. I don't want to like pop the bubble at all. I've never enjoyed looking at somebody's vacation slides because I didn't go. Right. Oh, you had a great time without me and now you're going to tell me all about it? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. It's like telling me about a meal you ate. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or your dreams. Well, then I'd rather actually talk about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about it. Shout out Bigfoot. Yeah, because that cat, uh, the place we stayed in Catalina had a 
cat. A fat cat. A fat fucking cat. A big fat cat that looked like if my cat Bobo were rich. <laughs> it was like if Bobo had money. Yeah, it's so true. Well, and he had the six, he's Bigfoot because he had that crazy extra um, toe on his, I guess, thumb. He is gluttonous. Even his feet are gluttonous. He was like a big, fat, gray, beautiful tabby who had a lot of poise and confidence and kind of would show up when we were having, you know, wine and cheese or whatever the fuck. But he wasn't really sure that he even needed that salami. Like he made us, he actually at one point he looked at us and I was like, I'm going to give him a piece of salami. And then he nagged me and left. How'd you feel after that? I felt like shunned by this cat. I was like, I just got nagged by a rich cat. And then I went and found him and I was like, come and have this salami. And he saw me from far away and I was like waving the salami like a fucking stan. Like, hello, can I get your autograph over here? And he came over and he sniffed it and he thought about it. Mm-hmm. He took the stairs. He took, that was what I was going to say. My favorite part was two parts. One is he was laying near us because he knew how to work it. This yeah. isn't his first time playing the game. Deaf. But he was looking away from us with one ear cocked towards us and you go, He's listening for salami. <laughs> he was that, listening that for salami. That cat is listening for salami right now. <laughs> and it's so true because as soon as you picked up a piece off the plate, it was like, it's like when the poker face, like an eye twitches when you call someone's bluff because yep. his ear twitched on the salami sound. You just saw it very slightly swivel and then the hairs inside the ear kind of just like oscillate a little bit. And you're like, holy fuck, that ear is listening for salami. I mean, it was so perfect because I guess we'd gotten stoned. We live in the golf cart lifestyle, driving around this island, and then we got back to this place where they put out this amazing wine and cheese spread, and there was a strawberry that looked... Oh, wait, before we go on to that. What? The other thing I wanted to talk about with Bigfoot, to finish your neg story, because you did get taken for a ride. I did. I got negged by a cat, and I fucking fell for it. Yeah. Man, I know how to not get in those relationships anymore, you would think. That's what therapy is supposed to help you with. It worked on me. That cat worked on me. When you held the salami and he decided he did want it, he had every opportunity, and it was a half an inch leap for a cat to jump through very wide railing separating the upper tier from the lower tier on the roof. Right. So he could have just jumped through the railing very simply and came up. He took the long way around and took the stairs one by one to come to the salami, not only making you wait for him while holding it like an asshole yeah out in the air he was like lady gaga taking the fucking stairs at the oscars that fucking cat (laughs) took his goddamn time and enjoyed every moment of making me wait you're right i was an asshole i was an asshole completely and like enslaved to that cat's fucking wishes and then like he sniffed the salami and thought about whether or not it was worth it and i was like please please like me Fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> I loved him. We I have some pictures too. of him. We'll put some pictures of him yeah. um, on this episode, especially because our guest this week, yes. Mitch, has Wally and Irma. So maybe we'll pull a Wally, Irma, Bigfoot pick. Got to put Bobo comp- in there, and, too. And a Bobo one. A Bobo. Got to round it out. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they met? Yeah. I mean, Bobo would have eaten Bigfoot alive because Bigfoot's never been in a fight. No. But the power of Bigfoot just exuded the confidence that cat had. You're right. That's like when you meet the boss and all the henchmen fight for him. And then if you hit him once, he cries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. I just wanted to talk about how great it was to like get stoned and come back to that wine and cheese, though, because the place that we were staying, it was like definitely uh, kind of like an older group of people who were definitely drinking their wine. And we rolled in high, clearly having a great time, laughing our fucking asses off, did the whole thing with Bigfoot. And then the strawberry on the wine and cheese plate looked exactly like one of the ghosts in Pac-Man. And so we played like... IRL Pac-Man with a strawberry ghost and a piece of salami like doing the sounds and then at one point I was like "Mm." it was great well we have it on video so we'll throw it in the IG story also there's nothing more fun when then a server walks by sees me holding a phone and you going (laughs) (laughs) and just makes that slow turn back away from us as if we're too busy and he doesn't want to interrupt this creativity yeah he was like they don't need any anything from me Mm -mm. they are all set (laughs) (laughs) they are just fine and we were it was great yeah it was good to blow out the pipes what do you call it blowing on the um clear the filter oh blow in the nintendo cartridge yes like yeah hit your soul cartridge yeah we blew that thing out spring cleaning man so important yeah can we talk about how i nearly lost uh, an important part of my body at the beach oh yeah Yeah. i didn't do a slow fall like you normally would i normally do the fat giraffe on roller skates going down at like fucking halftime 
I was adjusting my beach chair and it collapsed on my finger. That was insane. And um, thank God you were, you know, only a couple of chairs away. And I just looked well, at you with panic in my eyes. It was because there was that safari hunter hiding in the bushes who put a ham sandwich under the beach chair. It's true. And as soon as you reached for it, he yanked the string. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happened. I saw a ham sandwich under my beach chair. I turned around to grab it and the beach chair collapsed on my finger, trapping me so that that safari hunter could come and like just, yeah, cut me up and serve me for dinner or whatever because man i would make a good meal let it me was tell it was really you would be delicious i think so yeah you would be really oh like on a tasty. spit turn yeah. you around mm-hmm. slow roast crackle crackle yep yum Delish. put potatoes under you yeah definitely some Damn. potatoes some carrots a little really <laughs> you mm. look like you're really thinking about this yeah i like it's like looney tunes when i'm picturing bugs bunny in the oh it's just big pot yeah with them putting sh- potato shavings in it no but you really did get hurt i got scared because you're like help 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 no i said help me help so me. fast i was yeah. going help me help me help me help me and luckily you were you know you moved with alacrity you moved with speed you, you saved my finger from being um severed from my body by that very heavy beach chair it was really heavy and i don't think we are alone in having pinched our fingers in a car car door or in like a steel sign that's on like if you're a restaurant worker and you pick up the steel sign outside on the walk wrong the whole thing collapses on you that's what happened to me it's scary and you feel helpless i remember one time at our friend ryan howard's my friend chuck ma um went to hold the elevator door but the sensor didn't work and the door just closed on his arm and it started going up no like help help me help help me help me help me and we're like pulling on it and we're hitting open and it was very harrowing oh my god that is my true nightmare those horrifying elevator stories oh my god i have like the full shivers and my everything just puckered 100 full body pucker 100 percent. yeah really scary so like getting anything trapped in anything mm. is a nightmare but Mm-mm. like a finger or a digit when you don't have the strength and you don't have the leverage to get out yeah is fucking awesome i awful. mean I, I was like in my bathing suit and a caftan with a pina colada in one hand and so it just felt like very like in the moment it was like excruciating and also it felt like i really was gonna lose my finger but looking back on it it was a pretty classic comedy moment it was very funny <laughs> yeah it, it's a good bit you know what else was funny what that fucking rich asshole two fucking cabanas over anybody who says who was like the server's like hi my name is Taryn and I will be your server and uh-huh. he's like awesome T and starts calling her T right away no. and that's followed by T what's your favorite drinks on here and don't lie because he's like charmy and smarmy and a real piece of shit yeah and that's the fucking psycho thing that I wanted to point out is who says tell me your favorite drink on here and don't lie like why would she lie it's her job to be a fucking awesome server and like you know, I, that comes from a person who lies about everything. That's what I'm learning in therapy. Yeah. The idea of like what I'm project, what, what I'm mad at you about is yep. me straight up projecting me. Yeah. That's a crazy idea. Isn't that crazy? If you're saying something like that, that means that you lie all the time, that you would project on someone else that they would lie about something as simple as like what drink they like. Right. And don't lie because I'm a serial liar and you can't trust anything I say. I didn't like when they got up together to go somewhere else and she put on her sweater and he turned to her because she was in a bikini and she put on her sweater and he goes, why'd you put on your sweater? Like, can I even like in a don't cover up your beautiful body because I want people to see your body as my trophy? I don't even know. I'm a sign. See, I'm projecting. Now I'm projecting. Well, it's just, what's the difference to you, bro? Don't question whether or not someone wants to put on a fucking sweater. That's it. She felt cute in her sweater. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Anyway. It, well, the beach did wonders for us, and we're yes, very relaxed. We found, <laughs> we found lots to complain about <laughs> at the beach. I nearly lost a finger, and there was an asshole 10 feet away. <laughs> I like that we came back to LA worse than when we left. I know we took a break and we totally restored. We're like, oh no, we're much worse when we have energy. (laughs) (laughs) We're much worse. We don't get better. We get worse. (laughs) A vacation turns us into total nightmares. Absolutely. I like it. The other really cool thing on that beach, um, uh, a bales of cannabis floated up because I guess the cartel ditched him (laughs) on a fucking uh, speed chase and then the FBI or CIA, somebody came out and a helicopter was marking the spot. It was a whole to-do because I guess drugs float up from the ocean in Catalina quite a bit. Yeah, because of the way the currents moved down the California coast, they pushed them offshore from Los Angeles and into Catalina Island and we were in that harbor. Avalon is the natural harbor, so it like literally popped up 
like a hundred feet in front of the fucking dock in the main town. So much weed. It was so funny when all of us as tourists looked like we were doing an Iron Man and we were all <laughs> swimming towards it, trying to get a fucking piece of the pie. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. That one dude on the jet ski was swinging an anchor over his head and trying to hook it in. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I couldn't believe that bales of weed popped up like a hundred feet from where we were sitting. Do you think that's going to come to an end soon? <clears throat> what cartel weed? Yeah. Like, do you think like, you know, those big epic, 1.5 million pounds of cannabis you know, floated up wrapped in packages. You know what they're called? Square no. groupers. Square groupers? Square groupers, because a grouper is a fish. Uh-huh. And um, a lot of that drug running happened on the East Coast from um, fl- into Florida. And those bales would pop up, and their groupers are common fish on the East Coast. And so they called them square groupers. I believe that's why they called them square groupers. I just know from... It's very cool. It's like, interesting. It's the 70s counterculture drug running lore of the East Coast and Florida and all that kind of stuff. That's a, a rad grouper. nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get a square grouper. A square grouper. What do you want, an eighth? Nah. I'll take a square grouper. Let me get a square grouper. A bale. Of Mexican dirt weed. Right. You know, to answer your question about like those square groupers popping up, I don't, I don't actually know much about it because I think everything is shifting so quickly because now Mexico is moving to legalize weed as Hawaii just on Tuesday also voted to legalize. Like everything is turning so quickly and moving. So I don't know if the cartels are still investing in running weed or if they're turning to other things, drugs, you know, or other things to make money. I'm just not clear on I don't know either. what's happening. So it would be interesting to talk to someone about it and find out what the what the skinny is. Well, that actually ties into our news story this week with Jay-Z. Do you want to get to the Grubla Gazette? Let's get to the Grubla Gazette. Cool. We've got a news story coming from, where's it coming from this week? Marijuana Moment. So the yes. Grubla Gazette this week is presented by Marijuana Moment. You can check them out at Marijuana moment.net and it is that last monday jay-z revealed an ad campaign for his company that highlights the absurdity of the war on drugs by pointing out that some states are more lax on cousin marriage cannibalism and sex with farm animals than they are on fucking weed so you're talking about jay uh, jay-z's um monogram brand monogram yeah exactly so when um jay-z launched monogram I'm going to be honest, there was a lot of pushback because it's quite an expensive brand. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of people on Clubhouse who were like, what's he doing for the community? What's he doing for expungement? What's he doing to raise awareness? He's just a billionaire mogul trying to get in this game. And shut the fuck up. (laughs) Literally shut up. Because the dude started on the corner slinging. So give me a break. Don't talk about your feelings when you don't actually know what's happening. Thank you. Well said. And so he launched this really great campaign for Monogram that had all of these billboards, huge billboards. I'll just read some of them because they're true, honest, and they cut through the chatter. One billboard said, weed is a federal... That's what it didn't say. What it does say is weed is a federal crime, even in the states where sex with farm animals isn't. Yeah. Yo, you can marry your first cousin in more states than you can buy recreational weed. Yep, cousin fucking. Cousin fucking. Legal? Weed? Not legal. Not legal. Fucking facts. The war on drugs worked if systematic racism was the goal. If systemic racism was the goal. Systemic racism. That's what it said. Yeah. Thank you. Fucking A. Man, just like using art and entertainment in a clean, clear way that just shows the hypocrisy of what is going on and yeah. and comparing it to something that has usually been used, I think, as a punchline in comedy, like mm-hmm. cousin fuck or redneck shit. Like, that's usually a punchline that gets a laugh. And in this case, it's using it to shine a fucking light on how the war on drugs has been a propaganda machine that has destroyed lives. Yeah, he's seeding, he's seeding the narrative with critical thinking with these... Ad, with this ad campaign, right? Like there's one that I'm just looking at on um, Twitter. You can follow his company at Monogram Company. There's a tweet that says, there's a state in America where cannibalism is technically legal and cannabis isn't. The hypocrisy of America's drug policy needs to end. You know, so he's he's forcing people to think about it. And, and I love that. I mean, he's, you know, changing the narrative by inviting you to actually like have some thoughts and form an opinion that's uh, not just force fed to you by the racist war on drugs that's been going on for the better part of 50 fucking years and that has ruined millions of lives. So let's- it's also a really good way because we talk to so many people and we talk about on here how how do you reach people who 
grew up at a time where to them cannabis is very scary. It's a serious right. drug. It's like it's bad a gateway news. drugs that you equate to harder drugs like crack or heroin, right? Exactly. And and a lot of the advice is compared to alcohol, the deaths with drunk driving, you know, things that Bean and Stock talked about on our pod. But yeah, and the comparison is that cannabis doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, you take a nap and if illegal, you get too ripped. Yeah, an illegal, you know, drug like alcohol kills millions of people a year. I would argue that this is more effective and is better because the idea of alcohol is so pervasive through society mm-hmm. and Bud Light commercials on the Super Bowl are heralded as some of the most creative advertising of all time. It's hard to compete with that. Mm-hmm. And something like this is to me a stronger argument in some ways. Yeah, it's super effective messaging. I think that's the thing that the weed industry hits up against a lot is it's really hard to find effective messaging that people will respond to. And this is an incredible ad campaign. Like, it's great. And especially coming from Jay-Z. I mean, he's, you know, doing the fucking work to give back to the people who are most impacted by the war on drugs because he put $10 million towards a fund to promote participation in state legal marijuana markets by communities most impacted by prohibition. That's what the marijuana um, moment.net article is saying. And it's just... Like, yeah, these these people, it takes black leaders to change the marijuana industry to focus money on the communities that were most impacted because that's where they come from. And the fucking, you know, wealthy white people who are coming in and just profiting off of this are never going to fucking do what's right. No. What's going to make them? That's not necessarily true because there are lots of people who are trying to do what's right. That's true. We do talk about Bill Gates a lot. Not about cannabis, but but when you and I look about... I think there are a lot of people who are... I mean, I I just want to step that back and say I think there are a lot of people who are trying to do the right thing. But it really is taking people like Jay-Z and Al Harrington coming out with these cannabis brands to say, I'm going to like found fund these social equity businesses, bring them on board through my power as a star... Uh, who can focus attention on what needs to happen. And it's, you know, it's taking that to really change the fucking game. Yeah. This is also a great place to say we have two exciting guests coming next week. Yes. And um, everything you're talking about kind of weaves into that very beautifully, Mary Jane. Yes. Changing the game. Changing the game. That's a little teaser. (laughs) (laughs) Which also, um, can we also talk about South By real quick before we get to our Buds of the Week and our VIBs, the Doughboys? Yeah. Changing the game as well. I mean, I'm so thrilled that we're part of uh, the track that is changing the entertainment landscape. At South by Southwest, which is a big deal because I think we are the only cannabis podcast at South by Southwest. I would also, uh, I, we are, and also to be part of the track called Changing the Entertainment Landscape and them choosing us to be under an umbrella like that feels really good. Yeah, and we had two amazing conversations with artists who use their art and entertainment to destigmatize cannabis. That's what our panel is called, How Art and Entertainment Are Crucial in Destigmatizing Cannabis. And we spoke with Open Mike Eagle and Laganja Estranja, and they both had so much incredible wisdom and insight to offer about their careers and how they've used weed and how they see the future and what needs to be done. And it was just fucking neat and a great hang. It was a great hang. And the way that they both talk about their professions and the people at the top of their professions, uh, there's no smoke and mirrors in these conversations that we had with them, which is exactly what I was hoping would happen. I mean, there was some smoke, but no mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do this podcast. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> well, do you want to get to our Buds of the Week this we week? We have to. We have to get to our Buds of the Week because then right after them, there are VIBs. They're very important Buds, mm-hmm. the Doughboys. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So my Bud of the Week this week is someone who we met when we were going to be going to South by Southwest 2020. She was at the meeting that we went to where we were like learning about what it was going to be expected of us and all that kind of stuff. And she was so neat. We connected there. Her name is Natalia. Her Instagram is at loving my dots. And she travels the world uh, doing work on self-acceptance and inspiring people. She has a a facial condition that she was born with that she um, had to go through a lot of surgeries for. And now she just like embraces it and talks to people about self-acceptance, about how you look. And her whole message is just so fucking inspiring and her post yesterday for international women's day was several quotes from a bunch of different people and it just blew my mind i love her as a follow and she points me to other people to also listen to so give her a follow at loving my dots and um, she's just really neat and i hope that we can connect again in real life at the next south by my butt of the week this week is leonardo chop 
we met on Clubhouse. Uh-huh. One of the few things Clubhouse is good for is to meet people like Leonardo. He's uh, from STL, lives in Atlanta now. He's SZA. You know the artist SZA? I do. Yeah. He's her creative director. Fuck. I didn't know that until after I started looking at his clothing at Leonardo.chop on Instagram. He has a whole clothing line called Hazelwood, which is like a 314 neighborhood. That's like a St. Louis neighborhood for me. Mm-hmm. And I saw his sweats and I had to cop a pair of Hazelwood sweatpants. And they're so dope. They're one of the coolest pieces of clothing I own. This is a small thing, but maybe you'll feel me on this. Ankle elastic is super important in a sweatpant. Uh-huh. And these hold at the calf perfectly. So you can like wear them with like um, elastic confidence when you walk because they won't keep sliding down. You have to pull them back up. They'll sit on the they'll sit on the calf perfectly so you can still show off your new Biohack Tokyo Nikes that I just ordered. <gasps> like I his clothing is so good and there's a reason he's SZA's creative director. And they just released Good Days, which if you haven't heard SZA's song Good Days, it's so dreamy good and he's he's just a talented dude from the stl who's now doing big things with some of the biggest artists in the world so at leonardo.chop give him a follow get hazelwood clothing support sizza and uh support the 314 well let's get to our vibs our very important buds the doughboys nick and mitch Mitch from the doughboys you probably already listened to their podcast the doughboys if you don't you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of true you have to well they're in the middle of munch madness right now the fucking best they've got nicole byer and betsy sodaro coming up i just saw and they just did uh, an episode with gabris and then on their doughboys double they had eva we were on doughboys double if you listen to the doughboys you already know what the doughboys double is but if you don't we were a guest on a doughboys double which is their patreon episodes it's only five bucks the link is going to be in our bio to join their Patreon. I'm a member of Golden Plate Club. You better believe Proud it. Proud member. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were just on Good Morning... They were on The Simpsons and Good Morning America. Hell yeah. They were featured on The Simpsons and then they were... Well, you know what? I was really disappointed in the Good Morning America segment because it was like a 10-minute segment and they kept the Doughboys to the first part of it and then they cut to some other guy and I was like, bring back the Doughboys. You had gold. You had were gold. You throwing away gold? <laughs> Why are you panning to this fucking dude who's trying to show you how to make a sandwich? I don't want to watch him make a sandwich i want to listen to nick and mitch i do too i know they're pictures because it was about the history of the chicken sandwich and then this cook made a chicken sandwich yeah. with a stray hand yeah. and yeah give me the nick and mitch all fucking day and you were saying that there's a mitch cut of the when the doughboys on their instagram or, or no on their twitter shared the good morning america segment under it mitch said the snyder cut there is a mitch cut so <laughs> if we can get that mitch cut of the doughboys on g m a uh-huh. would love to see it I, they're so entertaining. I have to say when we were listening to this to edit it together, it was like a, I was soothed like I was next to a gently babbling brook. It kind of doesn't really matter what they're talking about because their rhythm and like enjoyment of the moment is unfucking paralleled like the hang it doesn't even really matter we had so much fun we forgot to talk about food and weed yeah we talked about star trek i mean we took well you'll hear we talked about everything under the sun ghosts <laughs> so much and they're just the, the best they're like the greatest all the time i would you know just love to hang with them 24 7 which is creepy so let's cut that part out Nope. Sorry, guys. In. Talk about babbling, Brooke. If you, Mary Jane's great because if you're quiet, she can just let it all come out. Yeah, I'll just slowly unravel as you just stare at me silently and I'll just spill my fucking guts. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. You want to get to our interview? Please, God. <laughs> okay. Without further ado, here's our interview with Nick and Mitch of The Doughboys. Hello, Doughboys. Thank you for doing this, Nick and Mitch. Thanks for being here. Thank, thank you for having us. We're, thank you we're so much. Very excited to be here. Nick is having chair chair drama right off jump. Chair um, comedy. I've got a uh, the highest form of comedy. Uh, I've got a standing desk set up at home, and I realized I was sitting down. And then if I, if I'm sitting down, I get groggy. Uh, so I was like, I'll I'll just stand up. So I I adjusted my desk to elevate it for this conversation. Can I just say that groggy yeah. just one of the all-time great words. It just fits like yeah. a like a it just really fits groggy. I yeah. feel groggy. It, yeah. Do you know great. where what the origins of it are cuz I think of like is it related to rum? Grog? Mm. I oh. think it's related to grogu. Yeah, I think it's oh. grogu. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a new, is, I think it's a new word. <laughs> it sounds like a Japanese video game character. <laughs> Grogu, Grogu is, is Baby Yoda. Is Baby Yoda? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's his name. Yeah. Yoda. Wait, Yoda changed. Obviously, I haven't seen Star Wars since they got rid of my favorite Mandalorian character last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Baby Yoda's Yoda's real name is Grogu. There is a so the Mandalorian series is there is a there is a character who is a, a viral sensation and is also just cute as a button. I like him, um, Baby Yoda, mm. and for and but he's just called the child on the show. And then it's not until season two you find out his name is canonically Grogu. So mm. the the fans nicknamed him Baby Yoda because he is like a, a a baby version of Yoda, but he's not Yoda. He's a different mm. guy. Wow, I think it should have wow. been. A, I think it should have been a baby Watto. I've told you this, Nick, that it should have been yeah, a baby Watto. Um, which was another way to go. I think the baby Yoda is mm-hmm. worked, but I, I I understand your opinion. But you know how I feel about Babu Frick. Babu Frick can suck my dick. You know. Oh man, Wagger! Didn't you say that? Didn't you? Didn't you punch it up to Babu Frick can suck my baby dick? Didn't you say that at one point? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Um. I, I. I. Babu Frick was so. Everyone was so. And I don't know why we're talking Star Wars. This is just for Mitch and I. <laughs> um. But uh, uh. The. Everyone was so looking for anything, just like clawing for anything at all redeeming about Episode Nine about Rise of Skywalker because it's such a, a fucking shit show. And they're like, yes, Babu Frick. Yeah. Babu Frick is a big mood. You know, people were like really trying to pretend bra- Babu Frick at all redeems. Why? Why isn't shit. that pretending? I don't understand the pretending. It doesn't make sense. I don't sense. know. I understand either. Mm-hmm. Like, you mean, like, because bra- you need Babu to Frick go viral. Yeah, yeah, I guess you, so. The need to go it's viral. Im- That's true. It's important. It's important to, even if something is terrible, it's super important that you celebrate it so that you seem important. Yes. I like this theory. Right? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I, I hope... I'm trying to find a Russian hacker on Fiverr to just destroy Twitter. That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there. I'm, I've got to be quiet about all the Star Wars stuff because I, I know not where, what you speak of because I was a Trekkie. Oh, wow. And- hey, I got to tell you, you don't know what we're speaking of, but you just talked like Yoda for a second. <laughs> That's true. I know not what you speak of. You sound very yoda <laughs> I feel. I mean, I know a little. I, I know enough to fall, pretend to nod, to nod along. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know Jar Jar Binks was a terrible idea, and um, no, I loves disagree. Adam Driver, right? Oh, you disagree? I like. Well, I mean, like it was like the first. I mean, it, it's a revolutionary idea. It just, it, I guess, the people didn't love the character that much. But he's silly. Wags, what do you think? I, you know, I, I really didn't like Jar Jar at first, and then over time, I've kind of like, like, you know, I like Ahmed Best, the actor, a lot. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's great. I think the, the, you know, for better or worse, that's kind of like Ben Jar Jar ended up being the template for what you know, like these CG care, fully realized CG characters. So he was kind of ahead of his time in that way. Everyone credited uh, Smeagol and Gollum, but Gollum came after Jar Jar. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. But as a character, I do. I, I don't know. He's just kind of annoying, you know. I think that I think it's as as, as much the way he was written as as performed. Which I've never seen a Star Trek movie, except you know what oh, I wow. saw the I saw the later ones when they were re, re when they were rebooted. Like I've never seen Wrath of Khan, which I know everyone loves and stuff. But I've you've never seen, seen the JJ Abrams ones. I've seen the JJ ones. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think about those? Um. I- well, Mary Jane, what, what do you, what do you, because you're a real, yeah, as a Trekkie, <laughs> you're a Trekkie. Oh, I mean, Wrath of Khan is just do yourself a favor and watch it today. It's one wow. of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Like, do yeah. you know about the helmet with the creature that goes in the ear? Nope. Oh, I, I, I know. I've seen it. It's, it's so good. That movie is awesome. It's really it's good. Classic. And it holds up too. It's like, I gotta, I gotta good. watch Wrath of Khan. I gotta watch it. Ricardo Montalban at the height of his powers, oh, you so know? Good duking it out with Leonard Nimoy and Shatner. It's just like classic, good acting in a sci-fi movie. It's wonderful. Kind of and also, the later ones, I'm sorry. No, so I was just gonna say the later ones are fun. They're they're kind of goofy. They punch up the camp, you know? Yeah. I, I think Wrath of Khan is kind of low-key horny a little bit. Like it's kind of got that energy just by the presence of Montalban and then Shatner, you know? These are just kind of uh, okay. like- Okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, no, now, I'm, now, now I'm, I might check it out tonight. 
Some but, serious scenery chewing. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, do you like uh, so as a Trekkie, Mary Jane? Do you, where do you fall in terms of like your favorite series? Next Generation, all the way. Hell yeah. That was yeah. That was my sort of like coming of age. I was in college when that was, or at theater school when that was um, out, and so it was like every Sunday night we would get together and watch that in the X Files, and get stoned, and that was like the perfect three hours. That rules. Damn. Yeah, that rules. Yeah. Did you? How uh, about you? Do you fuck with Picard at all? Yeah. I mean, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I met the CBS access, all access re, like series Picard. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. You, I did. I, I, <laughs> I mean, just in general, would I fuck Picard? Yes. I would absolutely have sex with him. One hundred percent. Um, and I did download the CBS all access pass so I could watch, um, the first few episodes, but then it just seemed expensive in the show didn't seem very good. Yeah, I've heard people were disappointed. I, I was yeah. a big Next Generation uh, guy as well. And then I tried to get in. I, I've, I People tell me Deep Space Nine is awesome, and I've just never been able to get into it. But I, I do want to give it like a – I do want to just watch the whole thing at some point because I bet when did, it would be up my alley. When did Next Generation air? Because uh, I – it was it was on early, right? Like I remember seeing it at my grandma's house a long time ago too, right? Like uh, the nineties. I think. I think. It, I think. Yeah, I think the first uh, episode aired in either ninety four or ninety five. Oh, okay. All right. So that was, and it ran for a few years. Towards the end of my time at my grandma's house, I'd say. But I. But I. But I. Yeah, it ran. It felt like it ran for. It's one of those shows that I feel like if you told me it was like a lasted for a decade, I would believe it. But I'm not. I don't know the. I. I don't know the actual timeline of it. 94 it, to, to what, Wags? Do you know? I'm going to look it up. It took up a big space in haha, in my... Um, <laughs> yes! 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 Space friends! <laughs> in, in that, it was like the anti-Friends. It was like either you watched Friends mm. or you watched mm -hmm. X-Files and Next Generation. Oh, the, wow. Those were the defining, you know, that was the line. There was, it's, what, there was, it's what Martin was to Seinfeld. Either you watch Seinfeld or you watch Martin. They were on at the same time. You know I watched both. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this I am, and I'm I'm surprised by this, but I think because they aired in syndication, they were re-airing a lot of them later. Yeah, uh, it premiered in 1987. See, and then, that and then to ran me is what I for that was, episodes. It was a grandma show. I knew I saw it at my grandma's house. So like, uh, but how when, how long did it run to? Like, when did the series stop? Uh, it ran in syndication until uh, 1994. Mm. Whoa. Oh, it ended in 94. Yeah, that's what it, that's what at least what what Wikipedia says. And then I think because it was, again it was syndicated, I think they were just re-airing um, all over the place. That you've just completely blown my mind because I feel like I watched the pilot, the premiere, but that must have been Deep Space Nine when I was in Montreal in the 90s. It's totally. Uh, Deep it, Space it could, Nine it also, in '93. Yeah, it could, okay. it could have been one of those classic Canada things. Got it later or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's totally it. Exactly. I, it did premiere in Canada in 1994. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> I hear. I hear that. I hear. We're finding out you guys just got KFC biscuits. Like, didn't yeah. have them for the longest time. There's so much we don't have in Canada. So Wait, much. I heard that. that I heard that. that South, I heard South Park just premiered up there, and the people are pissed about how they're treating Canadians. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with their beady little eyes and their flappy little heads. <laughs> you can't imagine how I have suffered at the hands of people who love South Park. No, it's fantastic. I love, I mean, what would Brian Boitano do as one of the all-time great... It is their weird fascination with, with Canada is very funny. They, they have such a weird, uh, which is which is great. Still one of, still, uh, like, for, the sh for a show that's run that long, still one, like, a very, very funny show. I don't, Nick, do you feel the same way, or you, do you not I don't like keep up with it. I, yeah. I don't keep up with the. I don't watch it regularly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think those those sometimes in some ways the the kind of like uh, in some ways the politics of I feel like maybe not aged great, but then in other ways because it's kind of like this weird crypto libertarian, fuck everyone. But also then I I do kind of understand the instinct to do, to have it to look at everything and react and be like burn it all down because yeah. it's all just you know complete nonsense and we're we live in a failed state. Hmm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but wow. I don't, I don't keep it feels show. like you had you had like a strong strong non opinion opinion about it. One hundred percent. That's what I bring to the table. <laughs> I was uh, living in a New York apartment, and we were getting evicted because they were going to tear the building down to put up a high rise in oh, Chelsea. Man, that sucks. 
we got an extra year where we were the only apartment in the building because they had fucked up on the lease and they had one number off wow. on our and and we caught it wow so instead of being you know it was like the end of the lease was supposed to be 2015 or whatever and they had made a mistake and they put 2016 and so they had they totally evicted all the tenants in the building and we had the run of the full building for a whole year because of one digit that's, that's like bananas. that's like that's like a fucking that's like a that's like a movie like a like a kids like kids take over a fucking apartment building or something that fucking rules what was it like it, it fucking ruled it was great <laughs> we had crazy parties uh all the time we uh the cops came at one point because we were singing hotel california at 4 a.m and they were like it's not that you're too loud your neighbors just can't stand to hear Hotel California for like the fifth time. Wow. <laughs> it was great. It's so sad to like, for to like that rules and you're like, whoa, I got to do this for a year. And then like, oh man, like the super rich just live that way constantly. That's like right. a, a whole apartment buildings worth of like tenants, like just gone. It's just one person living there, which is insane. I'm very, I'm, I'm very, it seems, it seems amazing. Did you get to like take over like the other apartments? No, we, I mean, I, I'm, even though I, I have the heart of a renegade, I have the uh, attitudes of a Canadian where I just, I don't like <laughs> getting in trouble very much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to break all the rules, but I end up following most of them, unfortunately. It would be hard for me <laughs> to know that like every room was empty except for mine. And I would like probably try to get in just to see him and stuff. I, I, that, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Go shower in someone else's Why not? house. You know, they're just going to tear it down anyway. <laughs> Did you yeah. have, I think, and Mitch, I thought you were, this is where you were going with this because you are terrified of, of ghosts and spirits and, yes. and ghoulies and whatnot. Uh, that I, I think if I was in a big empty building yeah. by myself, I would think that I was going to be, that I, it was like haunted. I'd yeah. be scared of that. That was kind of where I was going with it of like, like tiptoeing around and going into different apartments seems like fun and scary, but I would also be terrified. That was kind of a part of it, but I, didn't want to out myself as a as a fool who's afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good, good, good. I I'm believe afraid. in ghosts. I'm afraid of ghosts. Was it haunted? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was. Wow. I think all of New York is haunted. You yeah, know, that, that whole sense. city is haunted. <laughs> so definitely, definitely some weird stuff. I mean, especially if you're like taking psychedelics at three in the morning, you're going to see some things. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I never felt endangered though. I always felt very safe there. I felt very protected. It was it was a good vibe in general. After after the mayor order to shut down uh, the Ghostbusters chamber and unleash the spirits into the city, New York has never been the same. There's there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's residual slimers all over the place. Yeah, no mm-hmm. hot dog is safe. That's <laughs> if, if Doughboys come to town, they they say the same thing. No hot dog is safe. <laughs> Do you feel like it's haunted where you are now? Me? No, I, yeah. I don't think that my house is haunted. When I was younger, I was like afraid of my house a little bit growing up because like it's, I mean, c- comparatively, it's not even that old. It's it's n- probably now closer to like 100 years old, but like maybe it was bo- like, actually, maybe not even 100 years old, probably like 90 or, you know, cl- 80 or 90 years old, which is still an old house. But yeah, when I was growing up and it was like, you know, like a whatever 50 or 60 year old house i was like oh this house is old and scary but more houses like my best friends two of my best friends who lived up the street their house was haunted and it was older and that like did terrify me like uh this this and it is crazy that you can just see a house that's like 300 years old that like around the corner from me it's that's right the adams mansion is 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 like not even a two minute drive away and it's old as hell so yeah, we're Lurch and uh, Wednesday and Gomez. Dear live. God. Fester. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't forget Fester. Did you say Lurch? I did say Lurch. Okay. Cousin It? Did you say Cousin, cousin it? it? I did not. I forgot Cousin, cousin it. it. All right, good. You the Thing, The Hand. Thing, the th- yeah. Oh, The Thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pugsley? Pugsley. P- you There's forgot so Pugsley, Wags? There's so, so many, many Adams. I, man, I would be the, I would be worried if I was the thing and I saw you walking in there. I'm sure that you would fucking toss them in your pants, Wags. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think Weiger is gonna get Thing to jack him off? I think I think Weiger is gonna is gonna force Thing to jack him off. Yeah, is, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Is it's, it? It's, it's, I'm not sure. I don't. I, stranger. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You sit on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Sit on the thing to numb him. <laughs> <laughs> now my question I mean, is: I had a, Yeah, is has thing? Do you think thing ever has jerked anything off? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Teenage Pugsley, probably first. I mean, that's that would be my <laughs> be my guess. <laughs> yeah. I, is Thing on the sex like offenders one. list? I thought more like Pugsley would like talk him into it. Okay, all right. It was reluctant. Uh huh. I'm not sure what like, things what things age is either. So yeah, hard to tell. Oh, that's true. It could be a child. Weiger, you could have made an a, egregious error. We don't know <laughs> what the things <laughs> age. That'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny to open up the, the, the to see a sex offenders in your neighborhood and it's thing. It's just a hand. <laughs> it's like uh, finger is up. Yeah. Yeah. I probably know what this guy's guilty of. Can, yeah. <laughs> it's the President Adams mansion, just to be clear, everyone. Yes. President right. Adams? President oh, John President Adams the- and John Quinz and John Quincy Adams. The yeah, the Adams house. Adam's Mansion. Are, now, is that haunted? I would guess probably, yeah, in some way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also, like, um, I feel like the, uh, what's it called? The, their, their servants had quarters basically, like, coming up on the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like there's probably some areas or houses that are, that are, that are haunted in some way. Mm. Do you have your own haunting experience that you can share? Are you willing to talk about I, it? I, no I, worries. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Wags ever been on for for. Have you heard both of my ghost stories at this point, Wags? I probably have, but but uh, refresh my memory and and let the uh, let the listeners know. So my only thing is that I lived in this house that was it was the producer of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He was Keanu Reeves' stepdad for for a while. Paul Paul Aaron was his name. I can say it. Why not? I'm not saying anything bad about him. But um, I, his house is haunted. His house is haunted, but I, 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 when I first moved to LA, like that was like my first internship, and I went and worked on a movie of his in Denver, like, and he hadn't done like a lot of movies, and 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 he like uh he was like kind of like an old school Hollywood guy who like hadn't done stuff in years, and had made this movie in Denver, like this indie movie in Denver that no one has ever seen really, but. I went. He gave me a job on it, which I was very grateful for, and I w- worked on the 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 camera department. And I worked in the camera department, and then when I was done, he was like, "My dad was like, you should try to give like LA a shot." Like we talked about it, and my my mom and dad were like, "Yeah, go give it a shot." And so uh, I didn't have a place to live, but he offered me to live in his house, um, and like just be an assistant to him basically. And so I was like, "Yeah, sure," and I took him up on the offer. And uh, I was in there, and it was an old, old house. It was a house that uh, Charlie Chaplin had bought for his mom. Mm. Um, and so it was like an old, this old Hollywood house, and it had actually like been moved. It was like it had been like picked up and like like dug up and moved to the place it was now, which was which was near like the where the Sunset Strip starts, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and so I lived there for a while and I kept like waking up in the middle of the night like I'd wake up at like 2 or 3 in the morning and I'd wake up and be like this is weird and I kept waking up and I by the way I didn't not, I like never saw like a ghost but then my boss had to go overseas for like work and then he had an assistant who also lived in the house this guy James James Wah who still works in Hollywood a nice guy and he uh and the assistant was leaving a couple days after him. And then when he was leaving, he's like, do you have like any last things you need to know about the house or whatever? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, is the house haunted? And he's like, why do you say that? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, is it haunted by like some woman or something? And I didn't know anything about it. And so this is the closest thing I've ever had to like any sort of ESP or any sort of situation. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, why did you, why do you say that? Why are you asking if it's haunted by a woman? And I was like, I don't know. I just had this weird vibe in this house. And I keep waking up in the middle of the night. And I don't know what's going on. And, so, and he was like, all right, so here's a story. And he's telling the story. And he was like, a bunch of people over the over like the course of Paul living in this house have like seen this blonde woman, like a, like a specter. And he's like, and his like nephew saw the woman and... 
he like followed her upstairs and she went into a room and disappeared and i was like well what room was it and he was like it's <laughs> and he was like it was the guest room and that's the room i was staying in was the guest wow. room and i was like well Ooh. now you guys are gonna be gone for like two weeks and i'm stuck in this house that's fucking haunted and i live and i'm sleeping in the damn room where the fucking ghost supposedly and i like i don't want to see a ghost i can't see a ghost so yeah. he was like, well, if you want, you can like sleep in my room. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to sleep in it because his room was downstairs <laughs> and it was like attached to the outside. It was like almost like a part of the house that didn't even feel like a part of the house. Like you could kind of come in and out of there. Mm-hmm. And I had to watch this dog carry. That was the reason that like I was like watching the dog carry this very, very old dog. And always covered in blood. <laughs> always, yeah, <it> was always. <laughs> and so I so I like would just like I, I like I would. It was I was so terrified. I mean, I was like 22 or 23 maybe. And I was just like living in that house and I would like wake up and like leave and like go eat lunch and like sit outside and like just like not try to be at the house at all. Mm. And but I like also was new to California and had nothing to do. So it was like a situation where I was like I don't want to be in this house. And then like my friend from back in Quincy, Justin came and visited and so that was like helpful cuz he was there while they were gone. But mm-hmm. then, like, other times I would, like, get drunk with friends, and I would come back, and there were, the TV room was, like, upstairs, and there was, like, a nice TV room. And, like, I would go upstairs and be like, I'm coming upstairs. Like, don't show yourself. I would, like, yell stuff like that. Because <laughs> I was so scared of the ghost. And Tim Kalpakis says this all the time, but when I first, like, met the birthday boys... People were like, do you know Mitch? And he was like, yeah. Like, he was like this weird guy who's like sleeping. He slept. He, they had a party, and I like came and slept on their couch because I was afraid of going back to my house because of the ghost. <laughs> and that's like the sketch group that I eventually like worked with my for, for a very long time who I who were like brothers. But that was like, um, that was like kind of like the first time I started hanging out with them is like I wanted to be away from the house as much as possible so i was just hanging out there all the time wow so this really like jump-started your your career with the birthday boys i mean kind the, of i guess so house. yeah it did <laughs> i mean it did i'm sure and it, and it and and that's that's one of two stories the other story is just that that house up the hill that i said was the scary house that my two of my best friends lived in was haunted and and i won't get into it because there's like too much stuff but it was like mrs tufo who's my friend's mom like had told a bunch of stories and basically people lived there before the tufos did and it was my sister was friends with their daughter and then they called the house like years later mrs hennigan and was asking for my mom and i was like mrs hennigan i was like you know like mrs tufo always told like i was like mrs oh and then she was like i'm gonna stop you right there like we moved out of that house because the house was haunted so she like confirmed the fact the stories that mrs tufo mrs tufo had told us forever that the, the house was haunted and i was like oh this is I never saw anything, and by the time I was like a kid, they said Mrs. Tufo said that there was nothing anymore, like it was gone. Mm. She told the ghost to leave. I've told you this, Wag. She told the ghost to go, and the ghost left. All right. <laughs> you don't want me here. <laughs> <laughs> he picks Man. up his cardboard box full of slime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ghosty stuff. Man, I don't know. Hot dogs. I believe- I believe in all that stuff so much. Me too. Do you? Yeah. Well, there's there's a a podcast that Mary Jane and I were listening to. And if you are looking for a home or an apartment in California and you ask the realtor if the place you're looking at has had someone killed in it or if it is possibly haunted, they legally have to tell you of haunting potential. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like I'd rather not know. I think I, yeah. I think I would. Like that would, you want to know in it going in. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I definitely want to know if there's going to be like a demon on top of the wardrobe when I, you know, get home from dinner. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, oh, I want to know. <laughs> the bad news, the bad news with LA is that probably like most houses have had terrible things go down in them. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a I feel like old Hollywood has so much fucked up shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know about the Black Dahlia house on Franklin? I, I, it's it's so close to my house. The the it's it's the Jaws house, isn't it? Uh, I don't know about the. Oh no, the Jaw the Jaws house. So it's the it's like it's it's uh it's the house that was what's his what, Weiger? What's the famous? Uh, I know who he is, and I can't think of it. The famous uh, the famous architect. Uh, oh, you're thinking of the Frank Lloyd Wright house Fra- Fra- up in Frank Lloyd Wright's son. 
made, yes. made a house on on Franklin mm-hmm. called the Jaws House, and it's like a squ- square triangle house. But there was a black dahlia thing about. This is the same house, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Super fucked up. There's a great podcast about it, um, written and produced by the descendants of the doctor who lived in that house. Who? Oh wait! Oh no! 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 no. Who, oh no! That that. So you're talking about the Los Feliz murder house, which I also know. Uh, there's so many murder houses. I can't keep them straight. <laughs> Wait, are you talking? Are you talking about the dentist house? No. So that's the that's the Christmas murders where yes. he like took out his whole family and mm-hmm. then I guess there were like wrapped gifts and it was all super weird and crazy even though there had been a murder. Mm-hmm. That's the Los Feliz murder house and then the one on Franklin, the Frank Lloyd Wright's son yes. designed. Yeah, the Jaws house is the yeah. one where they think the Black Dahlia yes. was murdered in the basement. Yep. Well, what is, 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 is why like, is it called the Jaws House? Um, um, Bruce the shark lived there for a short period. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> there is like, isn't there like a big? There is like some sort of like big water thing in there, isn't there? Isn't there like a yeah? There's a big pool. We were yeah, it was a weed event yeah, pool, that you were performing at, right, Mike? <laughs> 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 a big water thing. You know, smaller than the ocean. Um, Artificial. Uh, <laughs> Four sides and a bottom, no top. I was like, I wasn't, sure, I wasn't sure if it was a fountain or a pool. Like, I didn't know what it was. I, I knew it was something big and weird. I yeah, I got the vibes in that place. I I know that it, it was really off for me because I didn't want to eat any of the canapes, which is not like me. If I if I'm stoned at a comedy show and you hand me a little bite, I'm gonna eat it. But at that house, I just couldn't do it. I was like, there's wow. something weird here that's telling me not to not to consume anything in this dark place. Weiger, you kind of touched on it briefly, but this is a new era for the Doughboys pod because, I mean, now you have a standing desk. Now you're eating vegetarian. Like, (laughs) things are taking a turn. It's a a new day in Doughboys. Uh, We're getting standing Weiger energy on the podcast. And then also, yeah, as of 2020, or 2021 rather, uh, as of 2021, I'm not eating meat for the entire year. Uh, including no, no fish either, just not just just eating, um, not fully plant based because I'm having dairy and eggs, but you know it, I'm 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 eating vegetarian, and uh, as of this record, about a uh, six weeks in, seven weeks in, and I gotta say it's been not too bad. I mean it, the the thing mm. I've missed the most is chicken, which I've said on the podcast. Uh, there's really just no way to really replicate that. Uh, it, it, it just, there just isn't like a great plant-based chicken alternative um and then also i really like like eating wings and eating like like you know fried chick bone-in fried chicken you know there's again there's no way to, to simulate that so like that's a, ro- a big old big old rotisserie bird you know like something from a zanku chicken um so those are the cravings i've had but beyond that it's like not even like bacon or or steak or anything or or sushi i, I i'm surprised wow. that i haven't been craving any of these things wow I have am. you tried corn do you know about corn? corn does that still exist it was q u o r n and it was a mushroom based like mycelium protein thing oh interesting that was putting out chicken sort of alternatives but i feel like it might have gotten pulled off the market for being um made people trip toxic oh. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been like an olestra type situation where it's like it'll make you shit your pants oh yeah <laughs> but it's plant-based so <laughs> i'll look it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> once you said Let shit your pants been missing that olestra ever since it got banned <laughs> such a shame yeah so are you eating a lot of salads? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, no. that's uh, no. I, I'm glad that you cut me off before I could talk about liquidy bloody stools, which Alestra oh, gave you. <laughs> anal leakage. Yeah, anal leakage. That's what it was. Oh, oh. oh God. So I think we should put it out. Yeah. I think it's fine. Let's it's print fine. that on the bag and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Um, I, I have not been eating as many salads, actually fewer salads than I did because, you know, I, I, when I was eating meat, because I think it, it's easier to make a, a salad into a meal if you've got a protein, you know, you've got like some, I, I mean, I, I can do it with like eggs or egg salad or something or avocado, but it's just without like, uh, like some tuna or some chicken or some bacon or something. I don't know. I just have a hard time getting full from a salad. But I, I've, I've had a few. I've had, a, I've had, you know, Natalie makes a, my wife Natalie makes a, makes a lovely salad. So, you know, we'll often have that with a side with dinner if she's preparing it. Um, a- anal leakage reminded me of a story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. 
I'll, I'll tell it. Even <laughs> both people in the story have passed away. So Harris Whittles worked on um, Robin Big, and um, there was like a segment where like Big like pulled down his pants like at a window, and and there was and there and this I shouldn't tell this story, but there was there was toilet paper lined up his butt, and Harris was like, huh? And then Big turned to him and said, you know us, you know us, big guys, we get leaky butt, and Harris was like, <laughs> leaky butt? What on earth is leaky butt? And then you, and I think you maybe brought it up to me being like, you're a big guy. Do you know what leaky butt is? And I'm like, no, of course I don't know what fucking leaky butt is. Um, I've I, never I, I've never I've never just kept toilet paper in my butt or in my pants. I don't think ever. Well, that's because you're a guy. That's true. Yeah. Um, he's just a, saying. I, I remember Robin. I remember I think on the Robin Big show that topic came up. So I think you're fine to tell it because he, he I, on the context of the show, he called it. I think Big called it a man pawn. He was like, oh, oh I got my okay. man pawn. Yeah. Ah. All right, so he was open about it. All right, I feel better yeah. about telling it, though. Yeah, your ass is regularly leaking, and so you're like, well, I got a solution. I'm going to put a, a bunch of toilet paper up there if I <laughs> crack it all the time. Dear God. Kind of <laughs> I see. I see an opening for a new product to hit the market. You know, I like dude wipes are a thing. I've I've seen dude oh, wipes yeah. at some friends' houses. You know, some some male friends who are using those <laughs> nowadays. So maybe man pawn is uh, maybe maybe that's an idea we could make some money off of. It's that's- every every dude's product comes in like a black container with like silver and uh, or gold lettering. It's so yeah. like that's just that's the only marketing they've settled on is that it's just got to be it's got to look like a ba- uh, a box of Magnum condoms, like whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. I also like the yeah. idea. I like the idea of like being out at lunch with Weiger and being like, this is kind of embarrassing, but can I borrow a man pawn and like go? <laughs> <laughs> you go to the bathroom together. Yeah. <laughs> Under the stall. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, hand one under the stall. Uh-huh. Or you go to the place with the attendant. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all right there. Yeah. You can get a lollipop and a man palm when you're at a rave. You know? <laughs> Ooh, at a rave? If I was on Molly, yeah. I'd fit a couple up there. The best place at any rave when you're on Molly is the bathroom. If you're, I don't know about the men's bathroom, but women's bathroom is great. They've got like lollipops and wow. glitter and hairspray and tampons and you can hang out and talk. The la- I, went, I went to Coachella. This was also with Harris and and Armin Weitzman. And um, uh, I, that was the last time I think I took uh, ecstasy was was at was I, I believe that's the last time I ever took ecstasy was at was at Coachella. And the next day, uh, Harris threw out his back and I passed a kidney stone. It was like, oh, the, God, it was like the Fuck, oldest man. It was the it was like such a nightmare. Where like I was in the outhouse and I was like, oh, and like just like screaming and being like, I was like, I'm pa- I- I'm passing a kidney stone. Like fuck, it's like I, I know I'm passing a kidney stone. Oh. And so like we, he drove. He like he, he he his back was and he was like disappointed because I was like I need to not be here or whatever. And him and Armin drove me back and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, don't talk to me. Like I couldn't. <laughs> Like I couldn't even have anyone talk to me just because I was concentrating on the pain. I don't know if anyone's ever passed a kidney stone before, but a true nightmare. Yeah, I bet Thing would be able to help you out. I, you know, <laughs> that is sadly sometimes that is like I, 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 I've, and I've read that this is normal. Like some people do try to like masturbate to get to get <gasps> the to pass the stone. I, I don't. If you don't want to go too deep, but that's what I was just picturing. Like, is the best. Um, way to pass it is to kind of almost like Milk you know gogurt it out of the <laughs> this uh, this is this is the truth i've never told us on this on the show on, on our show on doughboys ever but um we were at a birthday boys uh like house party and i like was drinking and i was like oh my god i gotta pass a kidney stone this happened to me like i passed a kidney stone like seven times in my life wow they, I know it's it's been Mitch. awful, and I haven't had one in years. So knock on wood, uh, and I don't know what I changed. I probably did something or drank less, or I don't know what it was. But did you stop eating rocks? I, <laughs> I did stop. I stopped hanging out with Gorons and eating rocks. Yeah, um, help. but uh, we were at a birthday boys party, and I was like, "Hey, Dutton, um, there was a bathroom down there, but there was literally no lock on it." And I was like, "Will you please?" stand here and like watch the door i i'm passing a kidney stone and i like need to go in there and i might have to like masturbate to try to get it out 
and Dutton was like, I got your back because Dutton knows Dutton is cool. That's and Dutton cool. was Dutton was standing guard at the door as I was like in the bathroom, like slowly, like like trying to like jack off my t- <laughs> trying to jack off like my my shriveled tiny kidney stone dick. Like it was such it was such a fucking nightmare. This was at a, at a party, and it was like a party outside. But like I was in so much pain, I didn't know. Like the real thing to sh- I was I was like twenty six or twenty seven. The real thing to do is like to go home, obviously. <laughs> but I was like, they they threw those parties every so often. I was like, I don't like. I need to. I need to be here. And then I didn't. I didn't. I that wasn't successful. But I just kept drinking, and then eventually I did pass it, and it, and it was fine. But I like for there was a there was like a moment for like like five minutes where that was like my attempt to try to get it to pass it through. It was fucking awful. Oh man, I should have well, told this that- story. Yeah, Dutton's the man. I mean, he was the man, and he like understood it. And like, I, I like, he, know, he. I think he had known that I passed a kidney stone before at that point. And he, I was like, I was like, I know this is weird. Can you please? And he was like, so cool with it, and didn't tell anybody. Dutton's the man. He I'd like man. it if Dutton's he, uh, if he didn't know. Maybe like if you, you go back, you asked him about that, and he was like, oh, I didn't know there was a kidney stone involved. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you were jacking off, dude. Yeah. I got your back. A bunch of people with glasses to the door, just like, yeah. <laughs> it would friend. also be awful if you go back and you're like, and if he was just like, I didn't know you were jacking off. Fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking freak. Oh, man. I mean, this is the perfect place to wrap up and do plugs. I mean, wh- what else would we, uh, where else would we go? Hell yeah. <laughs> Check out yeah. check out Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Uh, Mitch and I uh, review a different chain every week, and then on the Patreon, which uh, 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 Weed and Grub has been on uh, uh, as well, excellent guest. We'll uh, we'll do some different formats and talk about food. We're also talking about movies and other stuff. But check check out the free show first, and if you like it, you can go, you can check out the Patreon. And then Mitch, you got a movie coming up. I do, I do. I, I mean, I don't know when it's coming. It's supposed to be the end of July, but I, but who knows if it will. It might sell to Amazon, but the Tomorrow War, that was in the, the trades that it might sell to Amazon. Uh, the Tomorrow War is supposed to come out on July, late July, July 23rd or 27th or something, Is is, but that's going to change. So, But check it out when it comes out. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's Thank awesome. You. I'm so excited to watch it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, me too. I, I got to see some because I was doing ADR. I got to see like the like the monsters, and it was and it looked fucking cool. So, oh, yeah. this one involves ghosts, also. It is in a weird way that there's there's no like actual ghosts in it. Like, uh, it was called Ghost Draft for a while, but I can't say too much more because I I don't know if how, what is spoiler territory. But it's a big action sci-fi movie, which uh, from what I saw looks cool. So I hope I hope it I hope it's cool. Well, I there is there is one scene you told me about that I think I think it's okay to spoil because I think I, I I saw this leaked on on Reddit, but um, that like you are uh, hiding from the aliens in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and Chris pa- Chris Pratt is guarding the door because <laughs> uh, you got to jack off. <laughs> yeah. And then like. I'm really good at doing it, but then like when uh, like I finish, I'm like, oh, and the aliens hear that and they, they get all mad. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you both for being on. This Thank has been you. such a good hang. Thank you guys. <laughs> so fun. Awesome. Come back anytime, all the time. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. And you can find us at South by Southwest this year, uh, March 16th through 21st. Follow us at Weed and Grub. Definitely check out the Doughboys. Uh, thanks again. Talk Thank to you, you both as many times as possible. We'd love to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone.